0: It is not because of a pagan holiday that Holy Mother Church discreetly marks December 25th as the night of our salvation. The fathers point out that it is at this time on earth that it is the darkest. It is in this time of long darkness, both temporal and spiritual, that a great light appears. And yet the Son of Righteousness does not come as a blinding light, as He will when He comes in judgment, riding on the clouds of heaven in all His glory. Tonight He does not come with force. He comes gently to the wounded, broken, and diseased. He comes not to condemn, but to save, not to judge, but to heal, to take our sins upon Him and bear our transgressions. St. Paul tells the Corinthians, he says, you do not judge me, I do not even judge myself. Christ alone judges me, and even he does not yet judge me, for the time of judgment has not yet come. Now is the time of salvation. Jesus has not come to us as a scorching flame, rather he has come as a small candle, This great, uncontainable, and immeasurable God has made himself on this night very small for us. He comes divested of his majesty, having laid aside that which we were not ready to bear. He enfolds himself in the tender, virgin flesh of a babe. He's not riding on a white horse, brandishing a flaming sword of fire, He comes vulnerable and weak, subjugated to earthly parents, needy, a very small candle in a very dark and troubled world of sin and death. The subtlety in which he comes sometimes frustrates us. Sometimes we say, if you would just reveal yourself in a way that no one could deny, but that would be force, that would be judgment. That would not be a merciful and wooing love. And mankind in the state that he is in could not bear this judgment. First we needed to be wooed. First we needed mercy. Some say that he is no longer a tender and helpless babe. He's grown old by now. He's lived, he's died, he's risen from the dead, ascended into heaven. He's reigning on high now. That is true. But until he comes again, we still know him as the Holy Infant, born of a virgin, tender and meek. We are still, even now, in the time of his patience, his long-suffering, his merciful wooing of mankind. Still in his suffering endurance, that we might be saved. Christ in Mary, Christ in you. That the Christ child would be born in our purified and prepared souls. Just like he was born in the Blessed Virgin. This is the very endeavor of our life. The son is eternally begotten of the father without a mother. He is begotten again though in time. Now of a mother without a father. He receives his divinity from the father. And he receives his flesh and humanity from his mother. But he is still being born. Being born in those who love him. Who will become his body in the world. All of the events and works of Jesus' life in this world. They are transtemporal. They are not just historical happenings that have come and gone. Things to be remembered or forgotten. They are ongoing, dynamic realities that we enter into and that we experience and that continue to shape us. They are ever-present realities. Now, the sacrifice of the Mass expresses this better than anything else, in which we offer to God the sacrifice of Jesus' body and blood, which is our salvation. His sacrifice on the cross is not just a simple historical event. It is a present and eternal reality, and it is always and forever accomplishing our salvation. Furthermore, all these various works of Christ, they are not separate, individual works, even though they have happened independently of each other in time and space. They are of all of a whole single movement of salvific work by the Savior. They are, in fact, all one. And that is why we say in our prayers so often that we are saved by Jesus' holy fasting. We are saved by his baptism. We are saved by his resurrection. Saved by his ascension. Saved by his cross. All of these works of Christ work together in one single salvific act. That being true, how are we to understand his human birth? This glorious feast we celebrate every year on this night of the eternal Son of God taking human flesh and becoming man. Is this just something he did so that he could die? How is his birth still with us now in this dynamic present moment of our lives? It's a statement of the obvious to say that every human being has been born at least once. But since our father Adam's sin, all human beings have been born in sin, in death, in corruption, and with a stain. Every human ever born of parents, now we'll leave the Blessed Mother out of it just for the moment, but every human born of parents, every human born in the normal way, is stained and born into death. We can say, Through experience, the way a human comes into being is broken. The old way of being conceived and born must be redone, remade, transformed. It needs to be made new. We need a restart. The old way of human beings being born has become toxic, and those toxins have passed on in the process of birth. They are inescapable. We could say the proof is in the pudding. All of us, all of us will die. There have been through the history of mankind many new atoms, one after another, made the old way. But as promising as things began to look for some of them, Moses and David and others, each one by one fell to death. The inevitable conclusion was that this old birth of our parent Adam was categorically and terminally diseased. There needed to be a new Adam, a new birth. Mankind needed to be born again. Well, there was one more Adam to be born. The scriptures say he is the last Adam. The scriptures also say he is only the second man. In His birth, a new humanity is born by the Spirit from above. There are only two births, the first Adam and the last Adam, the first man and the second man. All men have been born of the first Adam, but to be truly human, to be free of death, which is to be truly human, as God had intended and created us, all men must be born again, In the second man, that last Adam, Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God. So you see, you are not just saved by his sacrifice on the cross. You are also saved by his birth. Jesus' human birth is the nativity of the human race. When Jesus is born of Mary, mankind is born again. The first man was born of dirt and he returned to the dirt. The second man was born of the pure virgin, and he raised man to heaven. Our Christian baptism is not just our participation in the death and resurrection of Christ. It is also a participation in the very birth of Jesus, Son of Mary. When you enter the waters of baptism, the Spirit is poured out, and the human birth of Jesus is manifest in your life. Human birth has been redeemed because God was born a human. And this is why we do not just tell the story of the baby Jesus and move on. No, the infant God is still being born in us, still speaking to us, still wooing us with tenderness and childlike meekness. And this is why we adore the Christ child on this most holy night. And why we shall continue to do so until he comes again. This is not just a sentimental story. God continues to make himself known to us. And to save us in his nativity. At the end of mass tonight we will take Jesu the Bambino. And we will place him in the creche. Where he will rest until Epiphany when the wise men make their way to worship him. I encourage you to find some time in the coming days to visit the creche, to pray, and to contemplate this great mystery of the Nativity of the Son of God. If we are joined to the incarnate Jesus through baptism, we are also continually being made His very body, His incarnate body in this world, as we receive His body and blood, which is the true bread that came down from heaven. Not the manna in the wilderness, but his very flesh, the flesh he received from the blessed Virgin Mary. And where did that precious flesh of God come to rest? On this night in none other than a feed trough in the town of Bethlehem, Bethlehem, which is the house of bread. The Son of God, who is the bread of heaven, becomes enfleshed and rests in a feed trough in the city which is the house of bread. There he is surrounded by beasts, and he offers his flesh to the world of beastly men. God prepared the Blessed Virgin to give birth to Jesus. In her purity of soul, she prepared a place for God to be born and come into this world. She is our mother and example, and we must prepare A place in our own soul for the Christ child to be born. And to continually be made incarnate in this world through his body, the church. God has become little for us that we might become glorious in him. This is the joy that fills the whole world. And what is our response? Adoration, exaltation, glory and worship and praise. We adore thee, O Christ. We adore thee, O infant Jesus, in whom we are born again. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Christ is born. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.